What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character. I'm your host, Ryan Satin, back here in the studio. Look how nice the studio is. I always feel so fancy when I'm in here. This week on the show, we've got recently returned WWE superstar Candice LeRae, and I couldn't be more excited if you followed me on Twitter for like a long time. If you go, if you were back following me when I was uh, tweeting from PWG shows, then I think you're going to appreciate this conversation because Candice LeRae has been one of my favorite wrestlers for a very long time. I'm so excited that I finally got her here on the show. We talk about everything that you're going to want to hear her talking about, I promise. But before we get to that, I just want to say if you're watching this show on video and you're not subscribed, to the podcast feed. You're missing out on two shows a week that you're not getting on video. It's audio only in the Out of Character podcast feed. Every Monday night and every Friday night, I'm doing Raw and SmackDown roundup shows where I am breaking down each of those shows segment by segment, telling you my thoughts on everything that went down. And there's been a lot happening on those shows lately. They, the shows went from being like 20 minutes long to like 45 minutes long because there's just so much happening. Things like Bray Wyatt coming back, which was at Extreme Rules, but I talked about it uh, on a recent episode talking about the things that are happening with Damage Control, Imperium. There's so much happening, so make sure that you're subscribed to the Out of Character podcast feed so that you get my Raw SmackDown roundups. And if you're busy throughout the week on Sundays, there's a best of where we're putting out a little snippet of each episode so you can see what you're missing. Okay, enough shilling here. I'm sorry. I just really like those shows that I'm doing, and I want you all to, to be listening to them. So please, please go subscribe to the Out of Character podcast feed. All right, now let's get to this week's interview with Candice Lorraine. Candice, welcome yeah. to the show. I appreciate you coming on very much. As you know, yeah. I'm a longtime fan of yours. So welcome back, dude. I'm so excited. Thank How excited you. are you? I'm so, it's like, you have no idea. This is the craziest, like, year of my life. <laughs> I can't even imagine. We're going we're gonna to go through some of that because obviously okay. we got some time here. <laughs> but I want to start off asking you what I ask everyone else at the top of each episode. And that's how much of your real true self is there in the character that you currently play on TV right now? Oh, currently. Um, it's funny because it's. It's a very exaggerated version of me. I'm a little bit more, I'm actually shy and a bit of an introvert in real life. So I don't know why this was the profession that childhood me was like, that's what I want to be when I grow up. But, you know, here I am. And like the fairy wings and all of that is very much so the like Disney part of me. It's just weird because I think people would be surprised to know that the like, there's also this part of me that is like this, shy metalhead that like I don't wear color like this is the most color that I have in my closet it's mostly black like <laughs> I'm I'm a little bit of a different version I guess of myself but it's I guess it's all the happy like Disney fairy tale sunshine childhood version of myself yeah, it does feel like you you tend to like the baby face side of you is like your inner Disney princess, basically. Yes. <laughs> yes. Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk? I could be a Disney princess and 
a wrestler when I grow up. Like, what is that? <laughs> I, I feel like you probably didn't think that that was possible as a child. Definitely, definitely not. It was obviously a, you have to be one or the other. And I was the unpopular, like, I'm not going to tell all these other kids what I want to be when I grow up because I get picked on for it. But I was like, I want to be Macho Man when I grow up. So we'll just keep that to myself. But like now I'm all, I'm basically Macho Man with fairy wings. That's like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I love that description of your character, Macho Man <laughs> with Fairy Wings. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it's funny. I think that times have really changed when it comes to, to wrestling because I remember yeah. me too. Like, I kept it a secret that I watched wrestling for, I mean, not like I didn't tell anyone. Like, I still went to things, but it wasn't like a thing I discussed yeah. with like the people around me uh, that, that I watched pro wrestling. It wasn't until like, I was at TMZ and I'd wear a couple wrestling shirts on the show. And then Twitter had first become a thing and people were like, that yeah. guy watches wrestling. Cool. And I was like, oh, there's a lot of us out there. You're okay. Like, Wait a minute. Maybe, I'm maybe, alone. maybe I could embrace <laughs> this thing, you know? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. You know, <laughs> that's like, you just find each other. That's honestly like, the best thing about social media <laughs> is you can find yeah. other people who are similar to you if you didn't find that in your direct vicinity growing up. For sure. Definitely. Well, you know, you said, I mean, I have brothers, so I got, I at least talked to my brothers about it, but you know, like being a girl, that's obviously very taboo, especially like, I don't know, the early nineties, most people are like, Oh, wrestling was great then. And the attitude era, Oh, wrestling was great then. I'm like, I mean, but when you're a girl that likes wrestling, it's not as great for you, but I'm so glad that there are so many more like, women and girls that are fans now it's amazing it's unbelievable well and you know i love this change <laughs> <laughs> i can imagine it, i can imagine for a woman it's much better now compared to then and i think that you know even if you might not give yourself this same credit like i would say that you're one of the people who genuinely helped push things forward i mean you might oh. not have been doing it in wwe the whole time but i do think that like that early PWG stuff you were doing where oh, you were you. <laughs> where you were, you know, right there with with, you know, the top indie wrestlers in the country, in the world, you know, doing it with them on the same level. I do think that like you inspired a lot of people too to kind of that push forward. And I do think that you were part of that. Well, thank you. That was like I always just look at that time in my life as just being lucky. Like, I don't know how I looked into that, but I felt like I, I was told no there a lot that I would not like they did not have women's matches. There were no women that were going to wrestle there. And I just kind of was one of those. I'm very stubborn. I'm very, very, very stubborn. My husband will tell you <laughs> that I, I'm so stubborn. And I just kind of was like, well, why not? Like, why can't women wrestle here? And so my stubbornness got me a yes from a lot of no's and it was every day for a year asking hey so can I have a match no all right yay can I have a match no all right and I don't know that's I guess when you really really want something you're pushing 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 and I think even though many people don't know that part of my journey I think just like when there's all of a sudden a girl in the mix with a bunch of guys for other women that's empowering because you're seeing that and you're like, well, there were no women, no women, no women. Now there's a woman. That's hope. So I thought that that was and I, I got I like you said, I got to work with some of the most amazingly talented people. And I the knowledge that I got from them, the experience I got 
it just changed my whole life. Really, it did. That time was honestly special. Like, I think that sometimes you don't realize like you're in a special time until it's over. And, 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 yes. now, and now that like the Legion Hall yes. Reseda isn't there, I look back on it and I'm like, oh, I really missed that time. Like there was such a special thing going on. There was, you know, people who are now at the top of the industry still scratching and clawing to, to get there. You got like yeah. Ronda Rousey in the front row watching, getting inspired and now seeing yeah. what she's done after getting inspired there and Shayna as well yeah. and, and the, the rest of the four horsewomen. So, um, you know, it was just a really special time that, that really, I think, pushed the industry forward. So it was, I'm glad I got to kind of like be there for it. Yeah, it was a very, very special, unique place and a very special, unique time, for I'll, sure. I'll, I'll never forget <laughs> you wearing the, the pink Super Dragon mask. And, and <laughs> I still have it. Didn't, didn't you get it for me? I did, Because somebody was going to take it, right? I did, dude. I saw you, someone steal it from yeah. you and I like chased I them mean, down. To be fair, they probably were like, oh, well, they don't need this, right? And then I, so thank you because yes. I keep it. It's one of the few things that... Because I, I have like my set of gear that like is current rotation, and somehow like the mask moves with the current rotation, even though I haven't worn it since really. So <laughs> bust it out in war games, and the place will go crazy. Someday you know? I almost asked about it, and like EO used to wear her, uh, she'd have her mask attached to her entrance jacket yep. and sometimes would wear it. And I was like, oh man, especially when we were tagging, I was like, maybe I'll ask him if I could like bring my mask back and then she turned on me and I was like well okay <laughs> maybe not <laughs> but I'm saving it because I'm like someday it's gonna make its return and people are gonna know I'm very serious <laughs> oh, I, I honestly like I mean e business <laughs> ever since that day when I chased that guy down I did I chased him down I was like bro yeah. what, are you, what are you doing man like that's someone else's stuff and he was like oh I didn't think she'd need it like you said and I just yeah. give it back to her it was, like, I, I it was took probably it. very innocent he probably was just like ah whatever he was wasted I mean, it cost me it cost me a pretty penny and like <laughs> he was he was wasted because you know PWG they were selling uh, yeah. by the pitcher so I, yeah. I was just like bro I took it back but I'm happy to know that you still have it. And I'm, I'm I definitely still have and it. And I can't and wait. And if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I, dude, since that day, I've been like, one of these days, she's going to bust it back out. And I am, you're right. Lose you're my right. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> You're well, not wrong. <laughs> well, you know, we were talking about your real true self. Uh, you said, uh, it's funny, I was going to bring up some of these words that you had said in an old Instagram post. You said, uh, you talked to your fellow unpopular, socially awkward, weird, anxious, <laughs> overlooked, geeky humans. And I feel like that is how you just described yourself when I was talking yes. about your real true self. Since My you, real true self. Since you are kind of a dork, like what's your current dorky obsession? Oh, man. Well, I mean, other than my baby, I'm obviously very obsessed with my baby. Uh, and we've been really into Bluey in this household. I don't know if you've seen Bluey, but once you have your little one, you'll see a lot of Bluey. And it's definitely our new obsession here. Yeah, Johnny um, spoke highly of it. And I asked him what it was about. And he was like, I can't really tell you what it's about. You just got to watch it. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, what does that what mean? There's got to have something it's about. <laughs> what does that mean? It's about a family. It's about... A dog named Bluey, and okay. her, essentially it's around her and her family. Okay. And they live in Australia, and it's just, it's such a cute family show. You could tell that they made it for the parents, which I appreciate, but I just think that there are a lot of really good, um, like, messages in it that are very current. Like, you know, there's an episode where, you know, they're trying to, you know, 
the one her sister bingo is getting bullied and um it's just you see the weekly progression of this bullying and how some weeks bingo's like oh whatever and then like she's sad about it and her dad you know their their dad talks to her about it she gets it off her chest and little things like he thanks her or you know like for sharing that and you know it's like oh it feels good to get that stuff off your chest and i'm all those are things that we should be teaching children that's a positive thing you know like don't just keep it all in and they should feel like they could talk to their parents about it so there's a lot of that and like that is very a, forward from from what yes. we were taught in the 90s because i feel like <laughs> yeah. in the 90s and 2000s <laughs> it was like just keep all that to yourself don't burden yeah. your parents with that well i was telling johnny we've been watching a lot of movies that were popular when we were kids and i told him i said man a lot of movies from our childhood really were just a bunch of shenanigans like i don't know if there was a moral to this story or like if there was it was so quick and it wasn't like a huge conflict it was kind of a little one and i'm like it was just kind of a bunch of shenanigans that had nothing to do with anything <laughs> and that was movies from you know the 90s was the there one in 90s. particular that you watched recently that stood out to you like that uh what was it uh oh my gosh why can't i think of the name of it right now blank check oh okay. yes Cla- yes good and movie, i was though. like this is just nonsensical really <laughs> <laughs> like, that's definitely a guy wrote that in a weekend like all right if i was a kid and i had access yeah. to all the money i could handle what well, would i buy i'd buy a slide from my thing, room like as great of i think that the sandlot is an amazing movie and it's like my childhood but then like when i go back and watch it i'm like it's just kind of the story of this kid summer and it's a lot of shenanigans like there's not necessarily a big moral. I mean, that's a, it's probably not the best example of the ridiculousness that was that time because it's, I think it's still a great movie, yeah. but you know what I mean? No, like, I it's completely just, agree with you. I think actually, you know, I think actually my fiance and I, we kind of talk about this in a way that, that I almost feel like movies have come to a point where they feel like they need to have too much story or too much of a message sometimes. And I was so used to those stories when I was a kid where it was like a tight 90 minutes. We're in, (laughs) we're out. We got like a basic message, a couple shenanigans. You got a bad guy. You got the good guys who overcome the bad guy. Some good music in there. there. Maybe a good music that they could have put on MTV, like a, like a music video to have it more popular. You're good to go. You're off to the races, you know? And now I'm like, God, these movies are like, we're like, we go to see something like, Oh, do we want to see this? And then it's like two and a half hours. And we're like, did this movie need to be two I'll and a half you, hours? I'll tell you, Pregnancy, we were like, okay, these are some of the last movies we're going to get to go see in theaters for a while, right? And then I look at the, the like, how long the movie's, like, runtime was, and I was like, ooh, I'm pregnant. Like, what can I do to prepare myself to sit through this whole movie? I mean, I will tell you, though, when we went to see Spider-Man, I was very pregnant, and a lot of guys got up and left the movie to go for a bathroom break. And this pregnant woman did not do that. I was like, nope, I'm going to wait because I'm going to miss 
the most important thing in the whole wide world. I'm going to wait. And after the first post credit, then I'll go and I'll run back <laughs> like pregnant and all. I'm getting back because I know we have another post credit. So, and I'm not missing a single thing at all. That's I did you... the same for Ghostbusters Afterlife. I was like, not missing a single bit of this movie. That's how like, you know you're you a know. true nerd right there. When you're like, nope, I don't want to miss one little nope. Easter egg. I'm here for it. Yep. I don't care if this is three hours. I'm nope. watching all three Spider-Mans do the point at each other. Yes. <laughs> I I like, if I go to the bathroom, it's going to be when they're all pointing at each other or like something's going to happen that's super important. Like somebody's going to die and I'm not going to be there to see it. And then I'm going to just be upset. And it's just a bad day. <laughs> and right, well, can I sit through the movie again? I don't know. <laughs> like, is my bladder going to survive again or is it going to do the same thing? Who knows? <laughs> well, you talked about the kid, you being pregnant. Uh, I, I'm yeah. wondering, let's go back a little bit. Uh, your last match was in July of last year where you guys dropped the, the tag team titles. When did you learn that you were pregnant? So we kind of... Earlier in the year, uh, Johnny and I had sat down with DX of all people and discussed the fact that we wanted to have a baby and trying to kind of figure out when the right time was. And of course, they're like very supportive. They told us just, you know, like, obviously, we don't have to let them know, but we wanted to kind of keep them in the loop because I, I felt like. I need, I owed it to everybody and I didn't want to be put in a position or them be put in a position where we were all just kind of like, Oh, oops. Now what do we do? And, um, they were so like, like, I mean, Hunter even said to me, he said, You're, there's never going to be a right time. So you guys got to do what's best for you guys and just we'll work around it essentially. And, um, so when that we were kind of at a point then where it's it's so hard as a woman to figure out, especially when you have your dream job, you know, like this is my childhood dream and I'm getting to live it and we want a baby and I'm not shy about talking about my age. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not in my early 20s. I'm in my mid 30s. So when is the right time and are these things all going to line up? So we got to the point where like, well, let's just start trying because we never know like how long it's going to take and it could take forever and it could just not work and we don't know. So we don't know what this road is. Well, um, we'd kind of suspected before Great American Bash that we might be pregnant. And I said, well, this is a good time because I'm like, if, you know, we'll lose the titles and then... We'll see. Like, so the, you like, the day you don't want to test yourself before you're like, let's yeah. just the so the, the day after Great American Bash was when we had a doctor's appointment just to like see if we could confirm some suspicions. And then I want to say within a couple of weeks, we were basically telling Sean Michaels and Triple H that I needed to not be doing anything physical for a little bit. And Obviously, because of my age, you have the concern of like, well, like, is it going to it's it's scary. It's very scary, especially when you're in the spotlight and with social media, you don't know if like 
I, I, my biggest fear was what if I miscarry? And I know that there are some women out there that can go through all that, but if everybody finds out, if it leaks and everybody finds out that I'm pregnant and everybody's supportive of it, and then I miscarry, then that's like, I don't know if I could handle dealing with all that publicly. So it was a very, very like close circle of people that knew, um, I will say that at Great American Bash, because Johnny and I suspected that I would be pregnant, I had this feeling of it possibly being my last match. Because again, that's another thing you don't know. I didn't know how things were going to play out. And I was very fortunate to be alone in the locker room, like just some weird stroke of luck where I was alone in the locker room and I was unlacing my boots and it kind of was this real thing where I was like, oh my gosh, like I might be pregnant and this could be it. And that was all I'd ever known, you know, like I've been doing it for at that point, 19 years. So it was a very like, I don't know, time kind of stopped for me and it was very real. And like, I'm getting emotional talking about it now because for my whole life, this was all I wanted to do. This was all I wanted to be. And now this could be it, but holy cow, is that kid so well worth everything? He was <laughs> definitely worth the wait. I tell people all the time, like I like when they ask, well, how's the baby? How is, how is it being a mom? I tell them that I have my childhood dream job and he's still the coolest thing that I've ever done in my whole life. Oh, I mean, by she's, far. Oh, like I got all like chills, like goosebumps hearing you say all that too, dude. Because like, like I said, I've been a fan of yours for so long, going back to those PWG days, and I know how important family is to you. So you know, it really has been cool, just f from a fan perspective, like seeing you get to start your own family now. You know, I know that you know it's just I know it's important to you. So it, it's cool, and like you said, you know, you had done one dream, you had accomplished yeah. that. Now you're at this crossroads where. You're like, holy crap, now I'm starting this this next dream, possibly. Yeah. Did you think, because like you said, I know you said it's uh, it's hard for a woman when they're in that position to like think that you might have to stop doing your career in order to, to yeah. do this. Did you think at that point in time, like where was your head at regarding like, did you think that, th that you weren't going to come back? I didn't know. And it's, it's really because... I mean, the whole time when some of my friends would, you know, talk to me about like, oh, do you want kids? Do you want a family? And I said, look, I have to be okay. If we have a family, I have to be okay with the fact that I'm done wrestling because I don't know how I'm going to feel when the baby's here. I don't know how my body's going to feel. And I mean, I'd heard, you know, of course, when you're getting gearing up for, you know, labor and delivery and you're gearing up for like having this child and them growing in you. And like, I didn't know what that was going to be. And I didn't know all these years of wrestling, is that going to just be so difficult on my body to go through pregnancy? And then am I physically going to be able to do it? So I just had so much unknown on the other side that it was like, I definitely didn't take anything for granted, like the last year of wrestling, for sure. I was appreciating everything. I was taking everything in. And like, I, there was, because I just knew there would be the unknown. I definitely can tell you, I did not see any of this happening. I wouldn't have bet on any of this. <laughs> <laughs> well then at what point does it change? Like what point in, you know, after Quill's born, 
does things do things change for you? I'll tell you. <laughs> so um, Johnny, obviously, he took time off to be with me and the baby. We wanted to make sure that there was like a guarantee that we were going to have time off. And so he just completely his contract expired and he just took the time off. And I don't I don't think people give him enough credit for what he really sacrificed and put on hold for me as well. And he saw me and he was like, well, she's like she's putting everything on pause so I can do the same. So we were there together and I think he was kind of appreciating for his body to like have the time off. I want to say about a week or two after I gave birth and we had a not planned C-section, but my body bounced back pretty quickly. And I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. I just didn't have so many issues after I was very, very lucky. And about two weeks after three weeks after I was all, okay, so I wonder how soon the doctors will clear me <laughs> to like, just get back in the ring and let me roll a little and see if I want to do this again. So by my six week checkup, um, I was cleared for, for by any physicality and I was already working like by week eight I was already back in a ring rolling around just to see if I wanted to do it again <laughs> it was quick <laughs> it didn't <laughs> does that mean that you were technically training for your return before Johnny was yes <laughs> <laughs> when we went back to the PC even uh he was giving me a hard time because he's like, you've been in a ring more recently than I have. And I was like, yeah, but I took a lot more time off. So, and it's, it, that too was intimidating because I'm going, I did it for so long. I mean, in 20 years, that was the longest amount of time I had been out of a ring, like the absolute longest. And it was weird, but I'll tell you that when I got back in the ring, it felt like I'd only been out of the ring for maybe a couple weeks. When I saw you so on, when I saw you wrestling back, I was like, God, it looks like Candace hasn't um, stopped. Yeah. I thought the same thing when I was I watching like you. I feel like I still like got a little ways to go, but I appreciate you saying that. Well, obviously you're not like a take, you're not like wrestling takeovers yet or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Like, but, yes. But when I was watching, I was thinking like, oh man, like dude, for the amount of time that she was just off, she has not yeah. missed a step, dude, oh, at all. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Were you worried? When you started training with Johnny and then Johnny comes back, were you worried that it was going to leak out that you were coming back? Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> because I was going with him to the PC as basically his, you know, person he was training with. So I think for the most part, we were able to just pass it off as that. But I think I got lucky because... Fans were so respectful of me being a new mom that while they said, oh, we miss you and we hope to see you back someday, people weren't so like, okay, well, when's she coming back? Okay, when's she coming back? So when's she coming back? So I think people weren't sure if I really wanted to come back or not. And I want to say that that's how I lucked into it actually being a surprise for most people. I mean, I even came inquiring <laughs> on the show a few weeks before, and I'm like trying, I'm prodding a little bit, and Johnny was real good, of course. He came to me, which was great. You know what? It's funny because usually, like, in, at home, I'm like, you're a bad liar. Like, you're a bad liar. But 
somehow, <laughs> somehow he managed to like fool people. I don't know how, but he did it. Yeah, no, he said it to me. And you know what? I didn't, I, I didn't question him for a second. I went, does that make sense? Like, like, yeah, he wouldn't lie to me. <laughs> a wrestler? Not being honest nah. with me? No, never, never. No, I just, and I thought to myself, well, you know, like like I said, I know family is such an important thing for you and starting a family sure. is something you'd want. And so I was like, yeah, makes sense that she would take some extra time. So yeah, when your music hit, I actually loved that you and Johnny both just like reappeared Without an announcement, <laughs> there's no rumor, no nothing, just your music hit and you're like coming and out. And there we were. Yeah. <laughs> How far out you was that? You get nervous too. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. Were you being hit all day too? Yes. And actually, Johnny had like a nicer hiding area than I did. I don't know how he did that, but he had a, not that I was just like in a closet somewhere. It was a lot of room for just me but he had like a couch in his room and like a really nice like I don't know just like break room area and I was like of course of course <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, his... I get it I get it he's Johnny Gargano and he's like up here and I'm like <laughs> not quite there you know it's fine it's fine no I no, don't no. need all that stuff even, anyway <laughs> no Johnny even puts you above him too there Johnny's the one who always says that that you're his favorite wrestler so I think uh... <laughs> maybe he legally has to say that <laughs> or he knows that I would say the same about him and so he doesn't want to feel badly saying Shawn Michaels is my number one my wife's my number two <laughs> <laughs> just like technically here just technically yeah. <laughs> here. yeah I laughed I love that you had to call a serious meeting with DX like that's such a funny it's the most ridiculous like I told him I had a moment where we were sitting in there and we were waiting for Hunter to come in and that's all I thought it was like okay Johnny and I are here and like waiting for Hunter to come in and then Shawn Michaels just walked in and sat down at the table with his food and I was like Oh, okay, that's fine. Like he's yeah, Sean too. Okay. And like halfway through the conversation, the child in me was all, are we talking about like, are we planning our future and our children with DX right now? Like, does that even make sense in any any universe like what and they <laughs> so didn't even weird. make a sexual innuendo while we were doing I, it I you know, know they didn't they were very like supportive like we were it was like we were telling our parents like yeah we want to have a baby and they were just supportive and like awesome about it so. <laughs> what like, world are we in like <laughs> my two dads with dx i, lo I love yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> uh, well okay when johnny came back you know he listed all these goals that he has in WWE and I imagine part of the thing that influenced you to come back was that you too have similar goals like what are some of the goals that you have in WWE now that you're on the main roster full-time uh, um I mean I already accomplished one of them on Monday uh from you know both being California girls somehow Bailey and I never actually like wrestled against each other we tagged with each other but we never actually competed against each other and it was like timing was always just off you know she she got to WWE before I did and then right as like she got to um she was in NXT and then went to you know the main roster and then I got to NXT and I'm like we just keep missing each other that's that's really what it is we just keep missing each other and so to have you know the Raw season premiere be when we're wrestling each other for the first time is insane. Like insane. How does that 
I don't know. So uh, my other one, uh, another big one for me would be to actually be EO. That would be nice. That's very much so unfinished business for me. I don't know how I, I, I did have a few times during pregnancy watching her wrestle where I was like, man, I just cannot beat this girl. I've just never beat her, but I guess it's fine because I think she is an amazingly phenomenal talent. And if that means more matches with her, then I guess so be it. So yeah, (laughs) beating EO is definitely (laughs) on the list, but also I just, I just really think that my whole life growing up, I, I mean, it's like he said, you know, you want to be on WrestleMania. And while I have done WrestleMania technically. I know he hasn't, but I have. (laughs) Um, It was the Battle Royal, and I would love to actually be, you know, a part of a singles match or something. I mean, in a perfect world, I would love for me and Johnny to wrestle a mixed tag match at WrestleMania. That would be super awesome for me. Uh, especially if it's against Beth and Edge, but you know, just put that out there in the universe and hope it happens. <laughs> Cross our fingers. Um, you're all, I mean, three out of the four, you are on the same brand right now. So, I, mm, and Beth is around, uh, she's not on any she's brand. Around. So. She is around. I mean, she's obviously amazing, and just getting to work with her a little bit while she was getting ready to get back in the ring was one of the coolest experiences of my whole career. Like she's just, ah, uh, she's wonderful. She's so wonderful. So I can only hope that someday I can wrestle against Beth. We'll put, <laughs> someday, the, please. We'll put the clip out there. So that way yeah. they at least see it. We can put the thought process out there. For, yeah. For Let's everyone. just keep planting these seeds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it's funny when you walked out on raw, I think like within a few minutes, one of my tweets was, Give me Bailey versus Candice ASAP Triple H. <laughs> so then when it when it was like a few segments later, you guys are face to face, and I was like, Oh yeah. yes, we're getting like, that. We're yes. getting that. And, and I know we got it on, on on Raw, but I feel like there there's still more to come with you guys. I would hope so. <laughs> Little unfinished business there at this point. <laughs> so I oh. hope so. <laughs> 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 the, extra, the extra fist uh, yeah. <laughs> really did it there. Uh, let's do a couple non-wrestling questions. I've grilled okay. you about wrestling for a while. Uh, these are some, <laughs> some non-wrestling questions. Would you rather have the ability to speak any language or would you mm. rather speak to every animal? Oh, I'm a Disney princess, so every animal. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like... <laughs> Listen, I want to talk to my dog so badly. Languages, I can figure those out. If I want to learn languages, I could do that. I can't learn how to actually like talk to the animals, and I wish I could. So it, it would seem to be answer. more valuable if you could speak to animals for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think yes. I think, man, I think about that all the time about how badly I wish I could talk to my dog. Because I feel yes. like they kind of understand me to a certain degree and they're trying yes. to speak back to me, but I can't I can't understand them and it's so frustrating. Yes. <laughs> Was having a baby like <laughs> this is like, I don't know if it's gonna sound I'm weird. really pumped about whatever this question is right now. <laughs> this this lead up is great. <laughs> <laughs> when, 
now that you have a baby like do you kind of look at having a baby like training like like it was with training a dog where you're like worried that you're that's gonna... that's why i got the dog first <laughs> oh really i have experience with babies johnny had never held a baby so i'm going you've never held a baby so you've never like changed a diaper you've never had to make sure that this thing like the the way that people have a lot of people that have kids have put it is that you're just trying to make sure this thing doesn't like hurt itself or kill itself and it's not easy sometimes and i'm like and that's essentially what dogs do like you don't realize how much stuff could be eaten until you have a dog or a baby so i was like okay well the dog is a good like lead in like we'll see how he does with the dog and then we'll get the baby or we'll have the baby not get we'll have the baby and um i'll say that he agrees that the baby has been easier than our dog (laughs) 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 i don't know how but he has been the easiest baby we are very 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 lucky and i understand that completely we're so lucky he's like the easiest baby ever but the dog is insane she's crazy (laughs) not a lot of crying from the baby No, he's pretty much like I was just telling somebody the other day, I said, it's very frustrating because when he was like a newborn and it was a lot of breastfeeding, like when they poop, you don't necessarily smell it and you just have to do a lot of checking. Well, our baby like some usually they cry if it's if they have a dirty diaper, they cry, but he would just like sit in it and then we'd have to like check a bunch because we're like, I don't know, his diaper feels full and we check and it's just like so much poop. And I'm like, how are you not crying right now? Like, what is happening? So he basically only cries when he's hungry and it happens really quickly. Like there's not a gradual like, oh, I'm starting to get hungry. It's just I'm the most hungry anybody's ever been right now. And then like he cries when he's tired and because it's because he's fighting going to sleep. So he gets fussy and he cries. But other than that, like, he doesn't really cry much. That and I don't nice. know how he got so lucky. Yeah, but... that sounds so nice to have a baby that yes. isn't crying for, well, all of the time like that. Like, my mom used to always say my brother who had ADD would just, like, fling himself out of the crib at night and stuff. Well, that's and... what that Johnny's mom was like. Johnny was a bad baby and he would cry like she'd put him in the crib and he'd cry until he was like throwing up in the crib and she'd have to take him out. And then he'd end up in the bed. And I'm like, why? Why was he so bad? But I was not a bad baby. So maybe he's just like me and not his dad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Maybe. You seem like you've enjoyed motherhood so far. uh, So much. (laughs) But but there's got to be like one thing you haven't liked about motherhood. There's like one. What's your least favorite part about about oh, motherhood man. so far? That's a hard question because it all has been so. Huh. Oh, man. What a nice mom that you have not one complaint about. about... I'm trying to think of what, what it would be. And like, I, and I, I just know that it's because he's such a good baby. I think as a mom now who's traveling and I don't know if this is TMI for some people, but for the moms out there, I will share this. Um, Breastfeeding was such a hard process. Uh, They make it seem like it's going to be very easy and it's not, it was very difficult. 
And even in the hospital, there were times where they made me kind of feel like it should be easier than it was. And it gets to be a bit of like, you almost kind of start to get depressed. You feel like you're just failing as a mom. And like, the more you try and try and try, you stick with it and you finally get the hang of it. And then it becomes easy. I, since going back to work, have essentially like we're at the weaning process and we're like at the tail end of the weaning process. And I think as hard as it was in the beginning, I'm kind of missing that right now. You're not something you usually hear. No. And it's just, I think it's because that was like it something that I can do for and with my son that my husband can't. And I know like we tried to make sure that I, when I, even when I was pumping, like Johnny was so hands-on, I have like the best partner that I could have ever asked for as far as parenthood goes, which I guess is probably why I don't have too many complaints is that we've been such, uh, such a team going through all of it that like, even when things should have been hard, they weren't. And I understand that that is very rare and that we're lucky. And we said immediately leaving the hospital, like, our respect for single parents out there, our respect for people that have these like nine to fives, you know, I can't even imagine because it was especially going through the C-section and my legs were so swollen after everything. And it was, I needed him. I, I just flat out, I needed him and he was there for me. And I, I think that all of that, you know, made motherhood and our family, it, it just, there's not like my biggest complaint, I guess, is that I can't breastfeed him like right now, you know, and I'm, I understand again, we're very lucky, very fortunate. And I definitely don't take any of it for granted. What a guy Johnny Gargano is. Sounds yeah. like Johnny's killing it over there. Johnny. He did change Johnny the. Did you happen to ask him about changing the first diaper? I was actually going to ask you about that. So feel, feel tell me about it. <laughs> So uh, the first John, since he hadn't changed a diaper because he hadn't held a baby even, um, I was still kind of stuck in bed um, because they basically numb you from like your rib cage down to do the C-section. And I was still kind of recovering from that. And when he goes, oh, I think he has a poopy diaper. I'm going, is he going to hand the baby to me? Is he going to be like, here you go. Or is he going to help me get up so that I can at least sit up enough to do it? But he just started grabbing things to do it. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess he's going to change his diaper. He opens it. He closes it. And he goes, why does he have venom in his diaper? Why is this like a symbiote like diaper right now? (laughs) Because they don't tell you that the first one is just black tar. So (laughs) it was, (laughs) I tried so hard to get my phone in time to record it, but I only got the tail end of it. And he's just so confused. And so he just did not understand why is it like this? Why does it look like this? What has happened? What's wrong with our baby? And meanwhile, it's the most normal thing in the whole wide world. (laughs) Honestly, that's good to know. I didn't know that. I didn't know the first the yeah. first baby poop is like that. That's that's Yeah, it's just black and tar and he was like my baby's venom. 
maybe. Is my child leaking so. from the inside? What's going on yeah. here? A thousand percent. Uh, well, uh, back on the non-wrestling tip. Did you see? Are you a you're you're a SoCal person? Do you like Blink One Eight Two? Did you see Blink One Eight Two got back together? We, I, I saw this stuff about because I, I, as I'm sure people can probably tell from my social media, not the best at social media, maybe even worse now being a mom. But I did happen to see all this stuff about Blink-182 and I was like, what's going on? Like, what is all this? And I, I, it's really interesting Tom, that Tom so many things. Tom rejoined the group. Yeah. What? This is what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're that removed from social media? What a weird time this is right now. <laughs> like... <laughs> How, okay, wait. That actually fascinates me. Okay, because you you're you're kind of piecing it together, which means you're not on social media that much, which I no. I assumed as much. How often are you on social media? So I try to go on enough to like. I basically go on Twitter, which makes me feel kind of bad because I used to be a little better about it, and I try to skim through at least comments because I do try to look for the positive people, and I try to acknowledge them because. I, I think that that's important to them and it's important to me. And I want them to know that I appreciate that because there needs to be more positivity just in the world in general. But now that I have the baby, it usually consists of me going refreshing and it like refreshes that I go to the like timeline, kind of scroll through that really quickly I go on Instagram, kind of scroll through that quickly, and then I'm like, okay, well, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> That's Johnny. Yeah. I find out all my info from Johnny because he had like social medias to him, like a dad would read the newspaper or watch the news. And I say that because my dad does both like all day. So, yes, yes. No, I'm the same way. I, I feel like I'm reading stuff to my fiance all day yes. long of like, oh, did you see this? Did you see Kanye said that? Did you see yeah. you know, Blink-182 got back together or whatever? So Wild. Yeah, it's wild for sure. And, and you technically, I think also like in your situation where like you have a, a greater thing to be to be taking care of and, and focusing on, I think that you, you kind of fall out of staying up to date on every single little thing that's happening on social media. Yeah. Anymore. I mean, I didn't even realize that like Iron Maiden is like going to be out here in a couple weeks. And I was like, why didn't I know this? And I could have gone to see Iron Maiden, but you know, like <laughs> it's literally here and I should know this and I don't, and I'm, I don't know. <laughs> so I, I just miss a lot of things anymore is really what I'm getting. At. Well, cause now you got to get like a babysitter. It's not just like, Hey, well, I'm see, gonna but go like, so the if I'm going to a concert, Johnny and I have very different tastes in music. And as much as I would love to take him to, because like my kind of concerts, like my one of my first concerts was Ozfest. So yeah. like that's a good example of what I like to go to. And I told him, I'm like, oh, if I try to take you to like an Ozfest or a Notfest, like you would just be like, what? What did we just walk into? <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't even understand. And that's like, so if I was going to go see Iron Maiden, I obviously, I would be I, like, I think he knows some Iron Maiden songs and he likes them and he's fine with them. But I don't think that that atmosphere would be for him. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't strike me as the Iron Maiden type. I feel like he's more no. of like a pop music type. 
He is. He does have like some music every so often that surprises me. But for the most part, he's definitely into things that are a little bit more current than I am. (laughs) (laughs) No, my that's 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 literally exactly how me and my fiance are like we we're going to that when we were young festival next weekend. But or when this comes out, it'll be this coming weekend. And uh, (laughs) I think that's the first concert that we'll have gone to in our like seven and a half years of dating <gasps> where, where we like the same bands. Like I think we've gone to like, oh, okay, okay. We, went, we went to one, we went to Desert Trip. That was okay, so that was one, but it was more old bands. And I guess these are old bands too when we were young now. <laughs> no, I, I no, guess, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the whole name of the festival. But the no, bands no, that no. <laughs> we the bands that we went to a show where it was the bands our parents listened to. Now it's, this is the first one where it's like stuff that was out when when we were uh, younger. And so yeah. Uh, but it's like very rare that we find a concert that we both want to go to. Oh man! Oh, of course, I just reacted to that for you. But then I started thinking. I was like, wait, have Johnny and I even gone? <laughs> to a concert together. I just don't know what we would go to. I would love to see Johnny at Ozfest. Just so Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I might be able to convince him to go with me to see like Weird Al sometime or something like that. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. Like I've even, I've mentioned like Blue Man Group to him and even that's a little too weird for him. And I'm like, okay, there's gotta be something that we can like, agree on i don't know what it is yet but there's got to be something weird al's universal everyone everyone likes everyone can enjoy a weird al concert yeah yeah i agree (laughs) all right well we've reached the end of the show here but i like to end every episode with a segment that i call oh man oh gosh it just got crazy (laughs) the finishing move yes we did it right that time it did get crazy and i like that reaction uh what do you consider your finishing move because wwe has it listed as the cabrata but i feel like ms larray's wild ride and the wicked stepsister are your finishing moves too so which do you consider like your finishing move we'll see once i get a little bit more comfortable um (laughs) i have i'll say that i have not backflipped yet (laughs) (laughs) um once i can see if my body likes to backflip again then we'll see i do think i gotta find some kind of fairy tale name for because like i prefer lion salt but i you know you make it your own and i don't know what that would be yet so i don't know maybe we need to get some requests for because the Wicked Stepsister, obviously, that doesn't fit was anymore. Like the name, my yeah. favorite, my favorite, like name to like come up with for something. I told Johnny about. I said, "Oh, Wicked Stepsister," and he was like, "Oh, that's you should say Wicked Step Sister." And I looked at him and I was like, "Johnny, that's that's the joke. That's <laughs> it's a Wicked Step Sister, but it's a steps. Yes, that's the joke." <laughs> like, that's what it is <laughs> I'm glad you get it I'm glad you get the yes, joke I'm so glad that <laughs> it did not go over your head so yeah I think we'll have to come up with if, as long as I can the still pixie plancha Ooh. is that good I, anything with pixie in it I know you like your pixie puns so I figured... <laughs> yes the, the, the hmm. alright I'm gonna 
internet, she has now yes. put you to the test. So I'm that, asking. That was mine. <laughs> <Asking> so <for laughs> feel free to tweet him. She's going to look at the positive replies. So this That's will be good, one of them. because then it'll make me feel like I really, really got to get it down again so that I don't disappoint people who are trying to come up with these names to help me. <laughs> it seems scary though to do a like a like a lion salt. Like it looks, it, you guys make it look so easy, but it's like I've stepped in the ring once or twice, and I'm like, that seems terrifying to just trust your backflip skills like that. Well, I'll say this: that I used, I did it on the indies a long, long time ago, and then eight years went by, and I did it again for the first time. So I'm hoping that the year off is much less time and I can still do it. <laughs> All right, well, like I said, get, get, her, <laughs> get her a name for it. And lastly, uh, what's the most memorable time that you've hit your finishing move on someone in a match and why? Oh my goodness. And it could be any of your finishing moves. Oh my goodness. <gasps> oh, that's a, what a question. Oh my gosh. I would say um, the street fight with me and Indy versus Shotzi and Ember. And it was because so much was on the line. And it was my first time, you know, holding gold in, you know, like the company and just hitting that and knowing that that was it. Like, that's it was crazy it was crazy <laughs> are you gonna push to get indie on on raw with you um i was definitely wearing my shirt my index shirt to raw so all right all right the push is on the push is on listen listen i would have like the times with the way were part of what made me feel like good in the event that my career was over so I very much so cherish my time with Indy. Hell yeah. All right. Well, Candice, yes. <laughs> you know I'm a fan of yours. This was super cool to finally get you on the show. I've been yeah. wanting to do it. You were one of the people I've wanted on since the beginning, so we could finally talk about some of these things. Talk about, we did it. Talk about we PWG did it. back in the day. <laughs> super Dragon Mask. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to WWE. I can't wait <laughs> to see what you. the next... You know, like you said, the last year was a big one for you, so I feel like yes. the next year is going to be an even bigger one, and I can't wait to I see I mean, uh, the bar is high, so... <laughs> 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 all right have a good one thank you you too Peace. that was my conversation with candace loray i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did i clearly enjoyed it i'm a big fan of hers super happy to see her success i like you know like i said i've, I've been watching her since she was at a legion hall and i've been a fan since then so to see the progression of her career and to now see her on the main roster in wwe has me so excited Super cool having her here on the show. Now, let's get some blah, 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 blah. let's get some of this housekeeping out of the way. Go follow WWE on Fox on social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're all across the board on social media, so make sure that you're following us so that you're getting your fill on whatever desired social media platform you're on. Also, make sure you subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find this show every Wednesday. 
early in the morning premiering find clips of the show throughout the week get clips from raw and smackdown there's stuff in the community tab there's youtube shorts that's got its own tab now too there's a lot happening so make sure that you're subscribed to the wwe on fox youtube channel you can even click the little bell to get notified when videos go live and like i said at the top of the show make sure that you subscribe to the out of character podcast feed that's where you can find this show audio every wednesday but also the ron smackdown roundup podcast that i do their audio only exclusive to the out of character podcast feed me breaking down each show each show segment by segment i really think you'll enjoy that if you watch them and if you're watching this show I'm pretty sure you watch Raw and SmackDown, so make sure that you are subscribed to the Out of Character podcast feed. And also leave a rating or a review while you're there. It helps boost the show, and it also helps boost my ego, so please leave those reviews. All right, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character.